talk. I gotta tell what I feel. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, everybody, to the KIRP Radio Show. Another beautiful evening, man. We are back at it again, once again, live on the KRP Radio Show. This is a beautiful December 15th, 2013, and uh, this is the very last live broadcast of 2013. So I got a couple special guests that I'm going to have here with us later on the show, and uh you know, I'm happy, man. I'm, I'm happy. This has been a beautiful year. You guys, B.I.G., shout out to all the people who listen to the show. I mean, you guys have fought with me through thick and thin. You fought with me through, I mean, just some of the things that have happened this year and last year, year before. But you guys have fought with me through, or, or this year and last year, sorry, just two years, working on the third season, uh, third year, excuse me. But you guys have fought with me tooth and nail through uh, skinheads wanting to kill me, white supremacists, um, you know, and all that online drama. You guys have fought with me through uh, some Democrats, some Republicans, some political people, if you will, uh, all together 
wanting wanting uh, off with my head, you know, wanting to burn me at the stake because of some of the things that I say on this show and uh, some of the views that I have. You guys have also fought with me through uh, numerous, numerous uh, uh, disagreements, if you will, or, or uh, numerous beliefs on or stance that we've taken on legislation or, or that I've taken and that you guys happen to either believe or not. You guys have fought with me tooth and nail through that. You've definitely held me down. I appreciate that. Common Core is a big thing that a lot of people are talking about now. I, I believe we talked about that uh, last year and twice this year, a few months back. Uh, shout out to Dr. Odie, uh, Adi Christ, Adi Chris, excuse me. And, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 you guys have definitely held me down, man. And I feel good because we're here another year. The show is continuing to grow. Um, you know, just looking at the stats, I was just going over some stuff earlier today, and uh, we've grown uh, better than eight, eight, almost, almost nine million listeners we've picked up this year, and uh, that's big, man. I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but it's definitely big to me. I mean, we picked up nine million listeners, almost nine million listeners in a year. I mean, that's that's that's. Right, that's that's pretty big right there, you know, to to be able to do that. So, you know, I, I'm definitely proud of some of the things we've done on the show, and I'm definitely proud to have people like my listeners and people that hold us down and and really appreciate us, man. So, I, you know, a round of applause to you guys because I definitely I definitely appreciate you guys for holding me down, man. It's been quite, I mean, it, it's been quite the ride. And uh, how, how can I forget? How you guys also held me down. You know, while we're talking about holding the KRP radio show down, you guys have also held us down, you know, when we were talking about uh, same-sex marriage legislation in North Carolina. You know, definitely held me down through that. A lot of people uh, wanted, wanted to kill me. People were protesting some of the things we were doing with the North Carolina General Assembly. Uh, shout out to uh, some people up there at the General Assembly in North Carolina, you know, some beautiful people up there. There's some people that are not so beautiful, but, uh, you know, maybe you're beautiful in God's eyes for some of the things you you believe. But personally, I, I think that because of some of the beliefs that people have, they are quite ugly. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean that in a in a mean sort of way. I don't mean that in a vanity uh, uh, way of speaking. I'm just saying people are, you know, the things that you believe, the things that you say are are just ugly, you know. I don't appreciate it with it. It it is here. It is what it is, and you know, you heard it here first. Uh, so you know, I, I appreciate everybody holding me down, man. It's been it's been quite the ride, man. And and you know, I'm just in a in an appreciative mood. You know what I mean? Very very appreciative mood, and uh, you know, I'm trying to express that the, the best that I can. Some people. When I go places to speak, right, some people think that, you know, oh, I, someone told me that I was a wordsmith, right? And I don't, maybe that went to my head. I don't know. I don't think it went to my head. But, you know, maybe it went to my head a little bit. So I started changing up the way that I spoke in, in, in different venues and this, that, and the other. But anyway, you know, oftentimes uh, people see the things that I write on the blog, uh, Hip Hop Conservative blog or they see things that I write on on other blogs or Facebooks or Twitters, uh, things that we share on krpradioshow.com website and, and a host of other websites that we have, the iTunes, the, you know, all over. And uh, I don't know if, if they believe that I'm some kind of super smart college grad type of dude. I, I'm not that guy. And I, I think what happens is is sometimes I'm not saying all the times. It, it depends on how clean I am. You know, I I clean up nice. That's the thing about me, right? You, if you catch me on any given day, uh, when I'm on a football field, especially, I got my grungy look on. I might have on a toboggan or something like that, or a scully, and I might have on a fitted cap. Or if you catch me just kind of lounging around, going to some of the kids' games, I might have on big sweatpants and coats and all that because you know I like to stay warm and I like to be comfortable. I, the loose, the more loose fitting the clothes are, and I don't mean loose as in hanging off my ass. Let me be uh, very clear on that. But the more loose fitting my clothes are, 
the better I feel. Like I'm not a female. I don't like skin tight jeans. You know what I mean? I don't I don't rock with skin tight jeans. They don't feel good to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not a fan of skin tight jeans. I don't I don't believe men should wear skin tight jeans. I'm just not you know, it, it to me is just something wrong with that. It, it's clearly something wrong with a man who wants to wear jeans that look or feel like they're painted on them. That's something that ladies do. That's not something that I do. You're not going to catch me like that, even in my suits. But anyway, uh, it, it really depends on where you catch me, when you catch me in the time and how I'm feeling. And and I think people hear this show and, and you know, they catch some of the other things that I do, whether it's TV or radio or what may have you. And they get this perception about me as if I'm someone like Colonel Allen West, shout out to you. Um, I don't know what you think, you know, and, and this is not downing Colonel West either, by the way, because I'm a huge fan of Colonel Allen West, by the way. I, I salute that man. That man is a brave, uh, uh, he's a brave gentleman and a scholar and a soldier and a warrior and, 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 and a lot more things after that end. But all I'm saying is that simply this. I'm not anybody else but Pudgy. That's who I am. I, I, I can't be anyone else, you know? I am no one else. I'm just me. I'm Pudgy. I'm Al Tariq Miller. Al Miller, A.J. Miller, you know, call me what you like to call me. That's who I am, and that's the only person that I can be. And I, and I can't, you know, I, I can't be anyone else. You know, I'm 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 simply the guy who some days, you know, I might look like a college professor or something, you know, and on other days I might look like a hoodlum to you. To me, I'm just being I'm just comfortable, you know, and and it is what it is, man. But I think a lot of people get a false perception of who I am on certain days, and and what happens is, you know, the, you know the saying that the the nice guy finishes last, you know. I kind of believe that in a sense because the nice guys always get stepped on. The nice guys always get tried, you know, and and the nice guys are always the people that excuses. Follow me now. The nice guys are, are normally the people that excuses someone else's ignorant behavior. Right? We all we all see it, we all know it, and we always attribute the nice guy as the guy that will one day just lose it, one day just blow up, kill everybody in the office. You know, we people laugh about these things, and comedians make jokes about these things, and you know, a lot of people are always talking about you know how the nice guy one day, hey, one day he's gonna blow up, kill everybody. You know, people joke about that and say things like that. You know in humor or just clowning around and laughing around, laughing, you know, having a, having a good time. But the truth of the matter is I know a lot of nice guys that will simply put their foot in your ass. They will kiss, they will kick your ass. There's no other way to put it. You know, I know a lot of nice guys who can't wait to kick your ass. That's it. You might not like it, you might not enjoy hearing it, but it's the truth. And 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 a lot of people try to take advantage of these guys, you know, when they voice their opinion, like like myself. You know, I'm considered a nice guy. And I think a lot of times people look at me when I'm when I'm you know you know, when I'm cleaned up, let me say, you know, when I step out, when I'm actually going to handle business, not when I'm just chilling. And sometimes when I'm just cooling out, but you know, when I go to handle business, I try to dress appropriately. I try to look appropriately for the situation. I try to look, you know, dress and look the part for whatever situation it is. You know, if I'm not doing anything and I plan on going to the supermarket and coming back home, or I'm just going to get gas or going to, you know, to one of the kids games at times I might, you know, dress up, but a lot of the times I'm just chilling. I'm not doing a thing. I'm just, you know, I'm laid back, I'm, I'm dressed loose, and, and I look like the nice guy. But what happens is the guys who are wannabe bullies try to take their anger and their frustration and their 
wannabe uh, 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 tough guy attitude out on the nice guys. And that's not when the nice guy finishes last. That, that's, not, that's not what happens. And, and sometimes they get a raw deal. And then, you know, from a media standpoint or from a PR standpoint, a lot of people are looking at the nice guy like, wow, he didn't have to do all of that or why did this guy do this or why did this guy do that? It's because people are always imposing their BS on nice guys. They're always talking junk to people because they simply feel like the nice guy's not going to say anything back. The nice guy's not going to do anything. He's not going to say anything. He's going to let it slide. This is, this is the guy I'll, I'll get over on. This is the guy who will let me pass. And, and I, I, think, I, I think I give a false premise. You know, I simply think I give off a false premise. I think a lot of people look at me and, and because I'm, I'm super, I'm extra nice. Like I go out of my way to speak to people, to be nice to people, to shake their hands, you know, to talk to their children, the whole conversations. Like I try to be social with people because to me, that's what life is about. Interacting with people that you don't know, being sociable with people, saying hello you know, showing them love, like, like the word says, you know, show love, love your neighbor like you love your brother, love your brother like you love your neighbor, you know, love them like you love yourselves. And, that, and that's what I try to do. That's who I am. I love God's people, man. I swear to God, I love God's people. I love interacting with people and I enjoy conversations with random people. I just do. There's no ulterior motive. There's, there's, there's nothing hidden. I just like to talk to people and have a good time and enjoy good conversations because you never know what you have in agreement with someone else. You, you never know what you got in common. You know, you never know who that guy is. You never know what that guy's thinking. And a lot of times, too, you find out is that people are going through something, man. You know, people are really going through and, and, and they don't have anyone to talk to. So I try to be that beacon of light and that beacon of hope and, and, and you know, that one guy that you can talk to. And, and I think people feel that. Because, uh, you know, oftentimes I'm talking to strangers and they end up telling me their whole life story or what they got going on or, you know, what's bothering them. And, you know, a whole host of things, man, I start finding out things about people that their parents don't even know about them or that their best friends don't know about them. That's been knowing them since they were kids and they're 30, 40, 50 and 60 plus years old. So I, I think what I give off, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I try to be well receptive, like I, I try to you know, pay attention to what's going on around me, even in my life, you know, outside of my life, but even, you know, within my own life. And I try to pay attention to myself and what's happening in my life. And I've realized that, you know, people feel comfortable talking to me. And I think mainly because I don't put people's business out there. Like, you know, I don't talk about someone's business. I don't go, you don't, you know, you talk to me. I don't find the very next person that I could talk to and, and that's my wife included, my brothers, my sisters. I, don't, I just don't talk about people's business. If, if you come to me and you talk about something, obviously you wanted me to know and not the world. If you wanted the world to know, you'd put it on Facebook and Twitter, you know. But apparently when people come to you, no, not, not apparently. When people come to me and they talk to me, apparently they believe that they can confide in me and 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 I'm the person that could e either give them some advice, give them some comfort, or understand where they're coming from. One of the three, or maybe many more reasons, but those are the things that I've observed while the, why this happens to me. So I think by also having that type of, of ease, ease of a personality look about myself, maybe. Maybe it's a look, maybe it's a feeling, I don't know. But I don't feel like I'm an intimidating-looking individual, you know. And I think some other folks who are negative about their aura and negative in their way, I believe that whatever I'm giving, that whatever that that light that I'm glow, that's glowing around me, or whatever I'm giving off to other folks, I think the negative people are receptive that re receptive to that as well, and they receive it a different way. They receive it as okay, another nice guy for me to get over, another guy for me to yell and scream at, somebody I can take advantage of. You know, I got another easy one or something like that. And I'm just here to say for all the nice guys out there like me who really, 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 really can't wait. Let me just be blunt. 
Can't wait to kick somebody's ass. Like, I can't, I don't, I can't, man, I, I love physical uh, 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 attention. <laughs> Let me just say it like that. You know, I embrace physical attention. I don't want it. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm the baddest uh, man in the world or I can just kick everybody's ass in the world. I don't feel like that. But I embrace it. Like, I'm not the one that's really going to run from it. I'm not that nice guy. And I know a lot of nice guys who are the same way. And all that is is that we're nice guys who don't finish last. We're nice guys who aren't scared. We're nice guys who won't run. We're nice guys who simply demand respect. That's all it is to it. And nice guys who simply demand respect are normally respectable people who don't bother anyone, but they give off that aura as if, you know, they put that target on their chest or their back as if they're the easy one. And a lot of people believe that. And what happens is people reach out, they get in our space, they get in my personal space, and they're disrespectful while they're in our space or my space. And then I take it where they really didn't want to take it to start with. And myself and other nice people out there are looked at as the bad ones. We're looked at as the evil ones, the guy in disguise, they like to say, or the guy on the low. Oh, he didn't have to do all that. He didn't have to punch that guy in the face. But did you hear what that guy said and what he attempted to do? Or what he did? Or how he came at me? You know, or how he was in my, you know, how disrespectful he was? You know, it's like watching sports. Like a lot of times when you watch sports, the ref only sees the guy who reacted, not the guy who started, you know, the confrontation. So what happens is the guy who reacted always gets penalized. And that's those nice guys who demand respect. There are also a certain degree of nice guys out there who are pushovers and get-overs and are targets. And, you know, there's, there's nothing I can say about that. Like, I often say to the Republican Party, who I happen to agree with probably 75% of the time, um, you got to get tougher. You got to get on the offense. You know, you got to start the battle sometimes. You can't allow the Democratic Party to push your asses around. You can't allow them to use the paintbrush and paint the picture of how, how it's really not. You got to paint the picture of how it really is and just deal with the backlash when it comes. But also in that same breath, you can't, re- you can't allow other Republicans who don't believe like you, who don't hold those same true values that you do, those core beliefs that you do, to paint the picture either. Because they're bad guys as well. You know, their whole premise is false as well. You don't, you don't want that. And the same thing for the Democratic Party, by the way. It's a catch-22, folks. You can believe it or not. This is what's really going on out here. The bad guys are controlling the message. The bad guys don't get caught when they strike first. You know, the bad guys don't, don't, aren't, aren't, aren't being paid attention to when they're on the offense, when they're being disrespectful and doing their thing. It's always the nice guys who demand respect like me, who has a good core belief, who actually loves people, loves being around people, goes out of their way for people, speaks to everybody, shares and loves in public in general and in general. You know, it's always us when we strike back who are ostracized because of what we do because it's always so extreme a lot of the times. Like, I'm that, I'm that extreme guy. Get in my space and it's on. I'm going to do whatever it takes. You got a problem. You, you get in my space, especially when I'm with my children, too. If you get in my space, you have a problem. Just tell you like it is. You got a problem. And I might end up on the shorter end of that problem, but it's going to be a problem that you're never going to ever want again. Never, ever, 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 ever going to want again. So to all my nice guys out there, I can't even believe I ended up talking about this for so long. But to all my nice guys out there, continue being who you are. Don't change who you are. Keep being you. Keep speaking to people. You know, keep being the voice, being the voice of reason. Keep being the most positive in the room. Keep laughing and joking out loud. 
keep enjoying, enjoying everybody, sharing love, you know, spreading that love, and, 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 you know, just keep being the nice guy that you are. Keep that target on your back. Don't let anybody hit that target, and definitely don't let them hit the bullseye. And if they happen to hit that target, you make for damn sure they never hit another nice guy target again. As the kids say, you turn up. And if you turn up on them, most likely you'll never have that problem from anybody, anybody again. I don't just mean a few people. Most likely you will never have that problem from anybody again. You know, because people don't really want it. They say that they want it, but people don't really want drama. They don't want problems. They don't, you know, even the people who start stuff all the time, they don't want drama. They don't want problems. They don't. So, you know, keep being who you are, man, and, and living in truth and definitely doing your thing. You listen to the KIRP radio show, baby. 619-638-8559. When I come back from this commercial break, I got a couple of guests that are going to be here with me on the show. And you guys are going to really enjoy this, I think. I, I know that I'm going to enjoy it, but I, I think you're really going to enjoy a conversation uh, that me and my guests are going to have. 619-638-8559 is the number. At symbol KRP Radio Show. At symbol NC Pudgy. Rock with me, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. K-I-R-P Radio! How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR. 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism, nearly 6 million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government, 2 million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow-point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works.
Sanctuary is an online indie department store born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.becheri.com. Hey, Cherie. Hey, Cam. Thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes to play a day, right? No, grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. And be dressing number one. Maybe. Become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me. And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. It's the same way he did when he was in high school. After school, he practiced, then he went to the gym. This is what he wants. This is the life he chose. And if you want it, you have to work hard to keep it and keep on going with it. So I believe he will come back. And when he do, I'm going to be at the Bull Center cheering for my baby. (laughs) It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. Welcome back, welcome back, folks, to the KIRP Radio Show. 619-638-8559 is the number, and we are live in the place to be, baby. Always giving a B.I.G. shout-out to all our people, all our listeners out there, man. Everybody that shows us nothing but love, whole lot of love. People always coming through. People always dropping by the studio. Folks are calling in. I appreciate you guys. Let me give you guys the weather of the week because I know you want it. I know you need to hear it and I'm ready to give it to you. Baby, can I get some music for the weather? I need I need some music for the weather. Do y'all want to hear some music for the weather? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna hear some music for the weather. I got my I got my surprise guest in the house right now. Let me get some music for the weather going on here. A little bit of far side. Uh the weather report was brought to you by Miller M3G. <laughs> Miller Marketing and Media. <laughs> You're number one provided for nothing but advertisement in audio, video, internet, or what may have you. If you have any entertainment needs whatsoever, if you have any commercial needs whatsoever, make sure you contact Miller Marketing Media by emailing them first, if you like, for your convenience at uh, kirpradio at gmail.com, or you can make a call that's 909-KIRP-104, and you can get with a specialist and somebody can help you get that audio or any kind of advertisement that you may need. And we do it cheaper than anybody else, folks. You heard it just here on, on the last few commercials. Anyway, your weather report, 
uh, your WM3G weather report here uh, for Burlington, North Carolina. Tomorrow, 48 degree high, 28 degree low. That's going to be cold, isn't it? 28 degree low. On Tuesday, 55 degrees, sunny. I'm talking about the sun is going to be out bright. No chance of precipitation. That's rain, by the way. Did y'all know that was rain? You didn't know precipitation was rain? Huh? No? Okay. Anyway, no chance of precipitation. 55 degree high, 31 degree low. On Wednesday, 55 degrees again with a 35 degree low. We're getting that fall. The weather's going to be it's going to be pretty good. 55 degrees, going to be sunny. The sun makes you warm, doesn't it? Anyway, moving along, moving along. Thursday, 61 degree, which tops the week. 39 degree low. At night, though, the wind is going to be up. So, you know, that 39 degrees, you, you're going to want to bring a jacket. Even though it's going to be the, the 39 degrees is pretty uh, it's pretty warm, you know, through next week for the, for the low. But anyway, moving along. Friday, 62 degrees, partly cloudy partly cloudy so it's going to be some clouds in the sky you know no chance of precipitation that i'm seeing here i'm sorry five percent chance of precipitation that i'm seeing here uh probably won't rain but bring a jacket just in case we'll get down to 50 friday night and next saturday to end the week it will be 60 degrees partly cloudy no chance of rain next saturday it's gonna be nice right the weather report was brought to you by Miller Marketing and Media, their number one source for entertainment, audio, video, commercial needs. Get at us, 909-KIRP-102 or 104. And uh, ask for Sarge, man. Sarge will take care of you. And we are definitely proud to be supporters of the Wounded Warrior Program. The Wounded Warrior uh, Program is, is an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, existence. So make sure you guys check them out, WoundedWarriorProject.com. And, uh, you know, you'll learn all about these folks, and they definitely do some great things for our veterans out there. Love my veterans. B.I.G. shout out to all the vets out there, and I salute you guys. You guys are definitely, definitely, definitely awesome. I love it. So let me introduce you guys. Introduce you to my special guest of this evening. We're going to start with the youngest of the group by the name of well, let's not talk about his name just yet. Let's not talk about his name just yet. Uh, Ten touchdowns. Oh, excuse me. My bad. Eleven touchdowns rushing. Uh, passing? Zero. No, we got five. Five touchdowns passing on an eight-game Little League season. Introducing, folks. Kristen Miller. Kristen Miller, welcome to the show. How you doing? Can we get a round of applause? Kristen Miller, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. All right. Kristen Miller, welcome to the show. Also, we got his big head brother by the name of Quincy Miller. We call him Q. Uh, how many touchdowns on the season, sir? I don't know your statistics right now. I'm sorry. I forgot. I ran two touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns. And I threw, I guess, five. Two rushing touchdowns, five passing touchdowns on an eight-game season. Pretty good. Pretty, that's, that's pretty good for a rookie. Pretty good for a rookie. And and last but not least, Tyreek Miller, who hails with zero touchdowns. <laughs> I don't want to do I'm sorry. How many touchdowns did you have this season, this, this past football season? Four. Four rushing touchdowns on the season. And uh, he wasn't a quarterback, so he didn't throw the ball. Oh, he didn't throw the ball. No completions <laughs> on last football season. Mr. Millers, welcome to the KRP Radio Show. How you guys doing tonight? All right. So last night, folks, let me tell you, this has been a crazy week, right? Crazy week. I couldn't prepare for the finale of the KRP Radio Show the way that I would have liked to prepare but, you know, there's always something to talk about in politics. There's always something to talk about in news. So instead of talking about President Obama taking his selfie pic at, at Nelson Mandela's funeral or the uproar of disrespect and, and uh, the patronizing and the exaggeration and all the Google uh, research that a lot of folks have been doing, doing about Nelson Mandela, and there's been a lot of truth told about the man, too. No disrespect, but rest in peace. Uh, instead of going into all of that, 
I decided to invite my boys on the KRP radio show and uh, ask them a few questions about life because, you know, I think everybody out there knows that my nonprofit organization is called the Loving Father Society. And, uh, you know, the Loving Father Society, we try to do some amazing things out there. And I believe that these kids know that I love them. But sometimes I can't tell. I don't I don't know if they, do y'all know that I love you? Do you know that? Yes. I mean, do you really know it? Yes. Do you really know it? Yes. How, Kristen, let me, let me, let me start with my baby. Kristen, how do you know that I love you? How do you know that? Because you're my dad. Because, what? What does that got to do with it? That's the only thing that lets you know that I love you? And, and you buy stuff for me? And I buy, oh, 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 so what if I didn't buy you anything? What about that? I wouldn't love you if I didn't buy you nothing. Let me move on to my other son. He said, Hold on, we got we got to leave this one out here. Quincy, let me ask you, how do you know that Daddy loves you? Explain that. Because you take care of me. Because I took that's what I'm talking about. I should get a round of applause for that. Can I get a round of applause for that? My oh, see my boy, I appreciate that. Because okay, but how do you know that I love you though? And how do you know that I take care of you? I stuck him with that one, folks. See how see how much of a hard interview I am. Look, I got him. He's stuck. Seriously though, how do you know? We're gonna let you think about that. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna move along to Tyreek Miller. Tyreek Miller, let me ask you, son. How do you know that Daddy loves you? Because you take care of us and you buy us clothes and you don't and you say tell us that you love us all the time. All the time. I don't tell you I love you all the time, man. Get out of here. You can make me seem like a punk on this show, man. What's up with that? No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I do. And I, I just wanted to break the ice with you guys and get you guys, you know, used to being interviewed because I, I believe that as hard as you guys work and for all the things that you do, and my daughter included, and my other son, Micaiah included, for as hard as you guys work, you are going to be, you're already special to us, right? To me and to your mom and to the rest of your family. You guys are very special to us. And we tell you that all the time, right? Yes, sir. But I think that the world is going to see you guys as being someone extra special one day to them for whatever they love. Whether it's sports, whether it's entertainment, whether it's being a professor, a teacher, or just someone great or humanitarian. Just somebody great in life in general. I invited you guys on the show today so we can look back on this one day and say that, this was the first ever radio interview that you guys have done. So one day when the announcer asks you guys or someone asks you guys, have you ever done a radio interview before? What are you going to tell them? Yeah, I did. What? Yes, because I did it with my dad. Right on. You're going to say you did it with your dad when you was young because I think that the world is going to view you guys as special. So I believe that it's my job to help prepare you guys for that. You understand that? So, folks, last night uh, my kids and I were watching a story on uh what was that gentleman's name? Anybody remembers? Maurice. Maurice Claret. Right. Maurice Claret, who running back for uh Ohio State Buckeyes, right? Yeah. And he I felt like when I first ever saw an interview with Maurice Claret, I felt like he was an intelligent individual because he simply carried himself right. You know, his, his interview was, was right. He was a freshman. Actually, he was a senior in high school when I saw him interview. And, and I don't know if it's because of all the hype that he got in Ohio. You know, Ohio's a big football state. Y'all know that? You know that, guys? Yeah. Ohio's a huge football state. And, and like Texas, they put a lot of emphasis on these kids when they're coming out of But sorry, we, we got we got clipped on the show somehow. Sorry about that. Um, you know, a little technical difficulties. But anyway, as we were saying, you know, I, I think a lot of people, uh, when you're in high school in big sports states, a lot of people get a lot of uh, uh, airtime. They get a lot of TV time, a lot of airtime. They get to talk about a lot of stuff, and they get to talk to the media and talk to the general public aloud. So this gentleman, he was a well-spoken individual, Mr. Maurice Claret. You guys saw him. Did you, TJ, did you think he was a well-spoken individual? Yes, sir. You did? Well, let, let me ask you this. What was your take 
on what you saw from the Maurice Claret story last night. What do you think about the whole thing with what happened to him going to prison and stop playing football and things of that nature? What do you think about all of that? That first he was just a really good football player, mm-hmm. and that he that that he did good in school, and that he was trained good and for football. Right. And that he went from good, and then he started doing drugs and stuff, going to jail, mm-hmm. and then he changed his life and started being good again. Right, but he changed his life after Quincy after doing what? After he went to jail. After he went to jail. So he went to prison, and then he fixed his life, right? Now, a lot of people commend Maurice Claret for that. You you guys understand that, right? A lot of people say, you know, Maurice Claret, you know, job well done. You did good. I asked you guys last night how you felt about that. And, Kristen, let, let me ask you this. Why do so many people have to go to prison before they clean their lives up. Why do you think that? And, and so many athletes, like a lot of sports figures go to prison before they clean their act up. Why do you think that is? Because they, uh, first, or after they, when they go to jail, they realize that they did something bad. Mm-hmm. So they try to fix the, the wrongs that they've done. Right. That's pretty good. I understand that. And, and what, what else were you going to say? They do do the right do the right thing. Right afterwards. Yeah. What do you think, Quincy? Why why does a lot of athletes end up going to prison? A lot of fo- because I mean I'm I'm asking you guys this because right now dad and mom we keep you guys playing sports year round basically right all year you're playing some kind of sport. And and basically, you guys play these sports because what? Christian, why do you play these sports? You want us to stay healthy. Okay. So what if I said, how many, have I, has I, have I ever asked you guys if you wanted to play? Yes, yeah. sir. Right? I always ask you guys before whatever season it is, if you want to play, right? Yes, So have you ever felt like saying, no, I didn't, I don't really want to play, but I made you play, you think? No. No? No. no? So it, it, why do you think so many athletes, you know, when they do something they love, why do you think they always get in trouble and then not be able to do things that they love? Quincy, why do you think? Because they probably didn't get to do it when they What do you mean they didn't get to do it when they were growing up? Can't put it in words? Well, I want you to I want you to think about what you want to say, all right? And and I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to come back to you and give you a chance to put it in words. But TJ, let me ask you this. Why do so many athletes get in trouble and they end up giving up what they love to do and they're not able to do it anymore? Why do you think they do that? Cuz when they start slacking off just a little bit, mm-hmm. they think they're so good and they lose their they yeah. lose their ability to be as good as they were. Mhm. But then, but then, but then some of them they don't they don't they haven't went to college yet, so they didn't have any else anything else that they were really good at. Mm-hmm. So then they start just being bad and doing drugs and stuff to get money. That that's a, that's a good point, cause I and and I happen to agree with that. You you got yours yet? Let me know. Let me know. We'll get you back on. But I, I happen to agree with that. I think a lot of people get so wrapped up in how good they are, right? And and one thing that I noticed, like, you know, you remember when, well, you guys won't remember because you were too little. Maybe TJ, Jayla probably does, when daddy was in entertainment and I was gone a lot and dealing with a lot of entertainers, you know, and even now when I deal with a, a number of politicians, they seem to be entertainers of sorts too. And and these are elected officials, and you guys understand what elected officials are, right? Those are people that we, what? Mm-hmm. Or, oh. Right? People that we vote for, and they hold a position in office. So, you know, people let these positions and money and things go so far, and it just blows their head up like a big water balloon. You remember those Macy Day parades floats? Those big balloons that people have to hold them down and they walk down the street and if they let them go, they'll just float out into space. People let their heads swell up that big just because they're pretty good at something or they do something. 
And, and you know, it's good talking to you guys about this now. And you guys are very young. I, I won't even put your ages out there like that, but you're very young. N- none, none of the three of you guys are teenagers. And, and it's good talking to you guys about that. So you can understand and I can understand how you see it. You know, because a lot of sports figure people criticize them because they say you should be a role model. You shouldn't do this bad or you shouldn't do this bad. But let me ask you guys. Who do you pay more attention to? Like, do, let me ask you collectively. Do you guys like Cam Newton? Yes. yes. All right. Do you guys like uh, who else? LeBron James? Yes. 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 A little bit. A little bit? Hold on. You don't like LeBron? We're going to go back to that one. I got I to gotta let the world hear that. I don't know why you don't like LeBron. We'll talk about that in a minute. Who else is there out there, the big uh, sports figures out there? Who else do you guys like? John Wall. John Wall. He likes John Wall. Paul George. Paul George. No. Carmelo Anthony. So, so there's a number of people out there that are, are sports figures or entertainers, if you will, and that you guys like, that you pay attention to, right? Yeah. But let me ask you, starting with Quincy, are there any of those sports figures that you want to be so much like them that you wouldn't listen to what me and your mom said or what your mom and I said compared to them just to be like them? Not really. No, not really? Mm-hmm. What do you mean not really? It sounds like there's a chance, though. There's a little chance that you'd be more, you want to be more like Carmelo than listening to us. Be honest. Mm-hmm. No, sir. No? Okay. What about you, Kristen? No. Tariq? No, sir. No? So do you guys look at them as more of a role model than your mom and I? No, no sir. No? Why not? They got money. They got they get to go all these places. Some of them got airplanes. They got mansions. You know, all this stuff. Why don't you look at them as somebody you want to be like, TJ? I mean, we're talking about who's your favorite out of all of those guys y'all just named? John Wall. Who? John Wall. John Wall. Okay. So with John Wall, whom I met at the gym, Fairchild, by the way, John Wall has millions of dollars. I think he signed a contract for like fifteen or twenty million dollars. He's got it. John Wall is straight, baby. So he's probably got a big house, a lot of video games, because he's still a young guy. So he's probably got a lot of video games. You wouldn't rather be John Wall than be like me? Well, I still want education. Okay. So you still want education? And to go to college. Okay, and to go to college. And do all the good stuff first. Right. And then I want to go to <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Quincy? Why wouldn't you want to be like them guys? Because. Be honest now. Don't don't just say what you think is popular. If, if you would rather be one of those guys, you can feel free to say it. Because I got good, like, with only you teaching me. Mm-hmm. And nobody else has been teaching me for for like a long time. Okay. Christian, what do you think? Uh, that I want to be more like you than them because they, uh, well, I don't really know what, I don't really know which one I want to be. <laughs> So I uh, here's here's what I'm getting at though, and 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 I respect that, but there's a lot of adults, you know, that can't answer that question or they don't have anybody to look up to and be like, and I I don't think it's just that you guys would rather like be like me in terms of you know I want to be just like my dad or have what my dad has or or things of that nature and maybe you do, you know maybe you do because I, I look at Granddad Russell, your great granddad and. You know, I want to be like him, but the reason I want to be like him is for how much love he has. You know that feeling when you're around Granddaddy Russell? It just feels like a whole bunch of love is in the room. You don't feel like he, he never fusses at you guys. He don't fuss at me either, but it's like he never have anything bad to say. It's always positive things to say, and, and he's always talking about God, and he's always, you know, speaking uh, uh, in terms of, you know, do good, son, or I'm proud of you and things like that. And and I think what you guys can connect to with me is that the experience that you're having. See, when we look at these celebrities and we see them on TV, there's no personal experience with them. You understand what I'm saying? 
Like we don't really know them. All we know is what we see on TV. And a lot of the times what we see on TV is someone else what reporting on them, right? It's never like watching them every day when they get up to brush their teeth and they pick their clothes out and, you know, it's never hanging out with them and driving in the car with them or none of that. We only see what the news is reporting on them. And the news has an angle, which means they have they get paid for what they report. So they want to report the biggest story that makes people interested in, in paying attention to what they're saying, right? So sometimes they kind of lie about it or, or exaggerate. You know what exaggerate means, right? Yeah. So they kind of exaggerate about it a little bit, and they don't tell the whole truth. But when you have a parent in your life and you have a dad in your life or for the ladies out there, the girls out there, when you have a mom in your life or somebody that you can reach out and touch, somebody that you can hug, somebody that tells you they love you every day, it's a different kind of wanting to be like. Like when you see the entertainers, you kind of want to have the things that they have, right? But you don't really want to be like them. So there's a sense of they're our role model a little bit, but not really a role model in terms of I want to be just like that guy. Like we may see people that we might envy what they have, you know, and, and not envy in a bad way. That, that, might, that might, you know, the things that they have or the things that they've accomplished might want us to be like them in the ways of accomplishing the same things that they accomplished. Like, who won the Heisman Trophy, guy? Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Winston or Winston? Winston. Winston. Jameis Winston won the Heisman Trophy. But he also came from a good family, right? Did y'all know that? Did you really know that? Or maybe you heard me say it, right? No, you actually know that? Okay, so he came from a good family, and, and uh, you just pay attention. That's good. I see you reading the, the magazine, the ESPN magazine sometime, and, and that's good. That's good for you. But what what I'm saying is when you're a positive individual and you come from a, a positive household, like all most of us only know about Jameis Winston is how many touchdowns he has, how he acts in the locker room, or how good he can throw, or his potential draft pick. And before he won the Heisman, that's all we heard about was Jameis Winston was was a Heisman, you know, potential, potential winner, right? But do you guys know where he's from? No. Do you know what high school he went to? How about how many best friends that he has? You might, I see you guessing. I, I see you searching in your head. You might know, so we ain't going to let you answer that. But uh, what, what I'm saying is most of America, most of the world don't really know us. And And the same goes for entertainers because at the end of the day, Whatever they're doing that, that lets us know who they are, that lets the world know who they are and what they're talented at and what everybody see on TV, at the end of the day, it's just a job, right? So do you look up to the guy at the store up the street? <laughs> Is it funny? It's funny, right? But do you really look up to the guy at the store up the street? In reality, that guy up the street at that store, he owns his store. He wakes up every morning. He opens his own store. He works in the store. He pays his own bills. He has a good business. His business is doing well. And so what wouldn't you say that he's a, a, an accomplished guy? Yes, sir. Wouldn't you say that he's a guy that's doing pretty well for himself? Yes, sir. And so this is the things that we should be, those are the people that we should be looking up to in terms of liking who they really are or appreciating them for what they do, not these athletes, quote unquote. And, and sometimes, it's okay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to say, you know what, I want to have a, a a jump shot like such and such, or I want to be as fast as such and such, or I want to do this like such and such. That's okay. And don't let, don't ever let anybody tell you that. But we can't, as, as human beings, we can't look at people and say, I want to be just like them. Because when they do something bad, right now, if you found out LeBron James killed somebody, how would you feel? Not you, Christian, because you don't like him. And I forgot about that. We're going to talk about that in a minute, boy. I want to hear about that. But you, TJ, if LeBron James accidentally killed somebody in the car and the news came on and all they said was LeBron James killed somebody, how does that make you feel? Like he's a bad guy, right? But then if you found out it was an accident, Quincy, how would it make you feel? Would you still feel like he's bad or would you feel sorry for him or how would you feel? Car crash or something? Yeah. Like, he should have been paying attention more or something. Okay, and, and I respect that because a lot of people are texting and on their phones and doing things while they're driving, right? But if if he went to jail behind this and he ended up like Maurice Claret went to jail and then he then you know, because he wasn't paying attention while he was driving, then how would you feel after he had went to jail? Well, 
Would you feel like he's a bad guy? Would you still want to be like him? Or how would you feel about it? Well, I wouldn't want to be like him because he went to jail. Right. And accidentally killed somebody. But I wouldn't be mad at him or anything. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, he should have paid attention more, like Quincy said. Mm-hmm. And um, he shouldn't have went to jail. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a reality, right? It, it's a shame that an 11 year old can uh, can put together uh, uh, how people sue today, but this is what happens. This is our reality. This is the world we live in today. So I'm going to end it on this note. First of all, before we end the show, Christian, I got to ask you: out of all the people in the world, not to like. Out of all, you got Ronald McDonald with big feet, right? You don't have to like Ronald McDonald. He got bad red hair, white makeup. Look at Ronald McDonald. You, you don't have to like Ronald McDonald. That's Barney, all, the all-purple dude that can't sing that good. You know, you got Barney. You got Elmo. That's right. You got Elmo who talks funny. I like Elmo. We can't knock Elmo right now. <laughs> who, what's the guy that wears a sweater on his head or the underwear on his head? What's his name? Finn. Finn. You got Finn. You don't have to like Finn, right? But you choose not to like LeBron James. Why don't you? Everybody likes LeBron. Why don't you like LeBron? I just don't like him because I just like other people more. Other people more. But okay, so you don't dislike him. He's just not your favorite. Why not though? He's everybody's favorite today. Even the little kids said that you you were LeBron James on the court last week. Remember that? The kids you were playing against say you were LeBron James when you dropped sixteen on them. You didn't like that? Okay, you just don't <laughs> like LeBron. Well, who's your favorite then? Michael Jordan. Who? Michael Jordan. You got to say it loud. Michael Jordan. Who? Michael Jordan. Yeah, baby, that's right. See, folks, the truth is the truth, man. Even my dad owns nine-year-old or soon-to-be nine-year-old. Even he knows what time. Eight-year-old. Sorry, you got half a year to go. <laughs> Even my eight-year-old knows who the man is, and that's MJ. Folks, it's been a beautiful year, and... I want to thank you guys, Mr. T.J. Miller, for coming on the KRP Radio Show. Thank you, Mr. Quincy Miller, for coming on the KRP Radio Show. And thank you, Mr. Christian Miller, for coming on the KRP Radio Show. And a big shout-out to my baby, Jayla, for coming on and standing in with us and not saying a word on the KRP Radio Show. I want to give you guys a big shout-out, man. I love you guys. I just want to tell you guys I appreciate you doing your first radio interview with me. So... So one day, oh, don't try to get it in now, because I, see, I asked you to be a guest on the show, too, but you refused, so don't try to get it in right now. We're going to have to get you next year. So from me and my family to you and yours, we want to tell you guys Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll check you guys out next year. Thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559, your number one source for nothing but real truth. Real Talk Radio, like you hear no other anywhere else. We definitely do it. Everybody who listens to the show, new listeners, old listeners, I appreciate you guys. You are definitely B-I-G in my book, and I'm looking for you guys to help us reach that 20 better, that 20 million or better mark earlier next year. Let's try to get that done in January. So anyway, for me and my family, to you and yours, everybody, you want to say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas and have a happy new year, guys. We will catch you guys in January. One love. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie.